episode of Zenochat, a uh, uh, Zeno-themed podcast that focuses on Zenogear, Zenosaga, Zenoblade, and and beyond. I am the uh, one of the hosts, uh, Tyler, uh, along here with my co-host Justin. Hey everyone! And we got two guests today, um, both returning from our music episode. Uh, first, we have Mary. Hi. And we also have David. Hey guys. Okay, so um, today uh, we're going to focus on, uh, as part of a uh, poll we ran on Twitter a while back, we're going to focus on URTVs from Xenosaga. Yes! Yes. <laughs> Super All right. excited. Uh, <laughs> Alright, before we get into that, we'll just go over some Monolith and uh, Xeno-related news. Um, so first up, uh, Weltall finally released the uh, figure for the 20th anniversary of Xenogears. So, woohoo. Yeah. Yeah, finally. It looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't taken it out of the package yet. I did. <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. Just the the joints are a bit, uh, bit hard to move at first, but if you move them a couple of times, it's fine afterwards. Yeah, um, some of the arms I found to be a little bit weird to pose, mm-hmm. but um, you kind of have to force it a bit. They could take more abuse than you think, but it's like weird because you don't want to break it. Yeah, yeah, because I've like broken off Faye's leg a few times, but it, it, popped, it popped right back on. It pops right back on. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it scared me the first time. It was like, whoops! Like, oh no! He's gonna I... do his death blows. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah, but I need to pose him or pose well tall with the others soon. I need to work on my figures in general. <laughs> um, okay. Uh so next news, uh Mala Soft, um they've been uh, hiring quite a bit of new employees recently. Um uh they also said they were hiring for a new Zelda project, which hmm. which I think that'd be pretty cool. They like, helped on um, Breath of the Wild, but... Yeah, because it's not... Cer- I would assume that it's probably to the same capacity of them, like, helping with... Like, I'm yeah. Not, I, would, I wouldn't assume, like, they're making their own, but... Still, though, like, if if they're helping again with Zelda, I'll be very happy. Like, I like how they were helping, like, the other franchise that I love so much. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I only got through half of Breath of the Wild, but it was pretty fun. I'm actually oh, yeah. at the end of it. Like, I could go beat up Ganon whenever, but I still haven't because I want to try and find everything. But I'm like, I don't know, like, in what year that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm my... still on the first dungeon, or the... I'm on the elephant dungeon. I haven't I haven't finished it. I see. Yeah, my ADHD just kind of takes over in that game. Like, I'm driving, and then all of a sudden the steering wheel just turns this way, and I'm just like, oh... Let's go do this other thing that's totally irrelevant to whatever right. I was thinking about. Yeah. Right. You know, like, the reason why I never finished an Oblate 1? <laughs> Basically that. <laughs> because, like, I get distracted easily by shinies, and I'm just like, whoop. <laughs> yeah, it's like playing Xenoblade uh, X all over again, and it's like, why do the main plot when I can do all these awesome side quests? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just fly around the world just for the sake of it. Yes. <laughs> Yes. 
and be pursued by some over-level thing that sh- starts shooting you and be like, ah! <laughs> but yeah. Uh, aside from yeah. that. Yeah, it's really awesome to see monoliths uh, still continuing to, to grow. I, mean, yeah. I think they're up to, like, are they up to three or four studios now? That's really crazy. Amazing. Yeah, because I uh, yeah, because I visited when I was in Tokyo. I <clears throat> I didn't go inside, but I, I w- went into the main lobby of the uh, building that was the uh, studio, uh, the Itabashi Studio for Monolith Soft. So that was that was really wow. cool. I mean, I just saw their name on like a placard, and it was like, oh my gosh, it's, <laughs> it's them. like I'm here. I can't go inside, <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to go to like the main studio, but. It was still really cool to see their name in a building. Yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, wow, I'm standing in front of them. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, be like, really happy for them. Be like super fanboys. Like, I breathe the air inside the building. <laughs> <gasps> I breathe the air that Takahashi built. Breathing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <gasps> this is what he was breathing when he wrote Zenosaga. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh! Oh no! I, I try not. So to you start it. looking for his footprints. <laughs> <laughs> Must find Takahashi. No, no, I'm not that creepy. At least I, don't, I hope not. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't worry. <laughs> We're just all joking. People know it's fine. <laughs> joking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, joking is subjective. Mm. Well, right. maybe in our um, mind we 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 go like full fun mode, but we're able to be respectful with the actual scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, my friend who went with me was like, "Oh, you want to go up to the floor that they're on?" I was like, "No, I'm not going." <laughs> I don't want to bother them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. It's kind of weird how they were just like open like that, though. I don't know. Yeah, because it was just like a main lobby, and they had I think uh, either the floor above them or floor below them was below them was the uh, uh, was Nintendo. I guess they have a studio there too, in Itabashi. Hmm. Um But I wasn't gonna go into the lobby when I was a friend. It's like, oh come on! And I was like, <laughs> we're we're gonna trespass, and they're gonna yell at us. And but no, no, there was people in the lobby, but no one said anything to us. So I'm I'm grateful that. They didn't try to kick us out or anything. Yeah, definitely. And then we went to a convenience store to get a meat bun. Yeah. Yeah, only the best. <laughs> a day oh, in the yes. life. <laughs> so good. But anyway, the, all right, I think the last bit of news that we have um, is, uh, well, Joker just came out for yeah. the uh, Super Smash Bros. And along with that, um, his... Uh, stage has uh, tracks from various Persona games, and several of them were uh, remixed by was it Ace Plus? Yeah, it sounds think, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, which uh, they worked on Xenoblade One and Xenoblade Two, so that's pretty cool. I haven't had a chance to hear the remixes yet. I'm uh, have I. I heard actually, I heard one, and it was Aria the Soul, and uh-huh. I wasn't super impressed with it, but mm-hmm. like it was pretty all right. Oh, yeah, I'll have to check it out eventually. Uh, should, oh, we, should we even talk about the stages? Hey, we could talk about the the appropriate ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, because with the uh, 
With oh, Joker yes. came a new uh, an update that added the stage builder back to Smash Bros. And several people have been very very creative. Yeah. Um. Let, let's just let's just go. Yeah. Let's just go over the ones that weren't too revealing. Let's say <laughs> the ones that probably haven't been banned yet. Um. But yeah. Um. Because there was a really I at least I've seen a few which were um. I saw a, a cool Azerta one from Xenoblade Two, and his wings uh, actually moved. So that 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 seemed really cool. And yeah. um, I also saw one for a New LA from Xenoblade X. Just like wow. I didn't quite see oh. this one, but that sounds yeah. interesting. Or actually, no, I think I saw someone post a picture, and I saw a bit of it. And yeah, yeah, there was yeah, it was the one had, with like the that. tower with sixty six, right? Yeah, sixty-six percent. Yeah, I think I saw a screenshot pass by. Yeah, looks awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so it just really makes me want to get the game and just make Zeno related stages. Yeah, same. Though I already wanted it because of uh the fact that yeah, it's Smash and I do still enjoy playing it casually, but also like Mm -hmm. whenever they said that Joker would be in it, I was like. (laughs) 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 Because like I'm a big person of five. Bad and like I really really love Joker, <laughs> so I'm just like oh my god this is awesome, and I did not expect it because of the fact that I mean that game is not really on Nintendo, so it's just like wait what? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. really surprising. Yeah, definitely. We never saw it coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like also, isn't Joker's voice actor the same as the announcer? Yeah. The yeah. One? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Funny. I'm not a big Smash player, so. <laughs> well, me neither. I I mostly play casually, but yeah, I'm mostly like a button smasher, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I only play it with friends, and those friends usually beat the crap out of me. <laughs> Basically, or I beat I beat the crap out of myself by throwing myself in holes because platformers and me are two things. <laughs> <laughs> I have a high self-destruct rate. Yes, I <laughs> fight, fight me. One v one me. <laughs> but that's also why I kind of like uh, how Joker is played from what I've seen because he seems to have a very good recovery rate, and I'm just like, this is gonna save me so well, <laughs> or I hope so because I'm like, anything that doesn't have a good recovery rate, I usually just stand up and holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they also well, since we're recording this on Easter, they also had a choo choo on the cross stage. <laughs> oh my god. Remember how appropriate. <laughs> choo choo died for our sins. <laughs> That's a real reason we celebrate Easter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I really did not see this one, though. I'll need to check it out because that, that looks yeah. amazing. I, yeah, that I seem amazing. Yeah, I retweeted it on Twitter. It, was, it looked pretty awesome. <laughs> Hold on, I'll, I'll go check it. Because <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious. Does anybody else uh, uh, want to share any other cool Zeno related stages they saw people make? or? Um, no, those are all the ones that um, I, I can think of. I did see like somebody do... Um, the Aegis of Sword. Hmm. Like the one that Rex uses. Mm-hmm. 
I've actually not booted up the game yet. Uh, oh no. Since yeah. Oh my god! I'm, I just saw I'm it. that big of a Smash <laughs> scrub, to be honest. Oh, oh that's god. actually pretty good. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is epic. How did they manage to make it so well done? I'm just like well, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'll have to post these in the show notes or in the YouTube video so people can actually see what we're talking about. Music, engage the enemy. All right. Uh. (laughs) This is perfect. All right. So I think that should be all the news. Okay, so I just can't believe somebody just decided this is what I'm going to do. Like, you know what? Stage builder, choo-choo on a cross. That sounds like a plan. That's what I'm doing today. I'm spending the afternoon on this. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I'm envious. I, I, I need to <laughs> yeah. game so I can make stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely try to make a few. I know my friend tried to make a, basically a Z-falling stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... But I think he needed to restart over and do it on the bigger one because the regular size wasn't big enough. <laughs> but it looked pretty cool from what I've seen. But yeah, I, I guess it's a, that's all for the news. Um, okay. I guess we could move on. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a lot, so... Yeah, no. definitely. I mean, when I went to... Well, because... Yeah, this is after I've gone to Japan. I bought a bunch of Zeno stuff, but of course it was stuff that's been out for a while. Yeah. Except I stumbled upon the Xenoblade 2 art book, so that was cool. Yep, that's nice. always cool. Okay. Art books are always nice. Yes. Alright. Okay, sorry about that. Um, so we'll go on to the main topic then. Um, so yeah, today's topic is um, URTVs. What are URTVs? Well... <laughs> I mean, they aren't televisions, as the name might imply. Um, <laughs> they are Udu, the uh, Udu Retrovirus. Yeah. Uh, bas- basically, these designer children slash clones that were created to kill the entity known as Udu, which is practically... Well, hold on. Before I go any further, let me just say, <laughs> this episode is going to have a lot of Xenosaga spoilers. So, if Well, it's basically listening... a whole Xenosaga... <laughs> episode so if you yeah if you have not played Zeno saga it's not a good idea to stay here i know i just feel bad because we i hardly ever put any type of spoiler warning so just right now if you haven't played Zeno saga in any capacity just just stop listening right now it's yeah it's gonna be rough yeah, yeah, like we can't talk about your TV without talking about spoilers. So we're, we're it's going gonna in go deep there. Here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, URTV's um, Udu retrovirus uh, designed to basically kill Udu, which is basically God, um, <laughs> and um, which is interesting that the 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 most powerful URTV is Unit Six Six Six. So it's like, hmm. Hmm. yeah. And yeah, they're uh, just a, a unit of 669 uh, basically child soldiers, um, which all of them have like a collective consciousness except for the four variants. Um, so 
which the the variants are just these uh, four individual URTVs that were basically designed differently than the others, which um, in order, there's 666, uh, which is Junior, uh, Rubido, and then uh, 667 is Albedo, basically his twin brother. And then 668 is one of the few female URTVs, which is Citrine. And 669 is uh, uh, Negredo or Guinan. Yep. Yay! Okay. okay. So yeah, that's basically the, the, the overview of the URTVs. And they, they are very essential to the Xenosaga <laughs> plot. Um, especially in Xenosaga episode 2, that was probably the best and most URTV heavy of the series. Yeah, it's why it's one of my favorite because I just I just really love the whole story around the URTV. It's just it's awesome. Yeah, the whole URTV storyline is kind of one of like it kind of gives Xenosaga kind of its like ident- it kind of gives Xenosaga its identity a little bit. Yeah, it does. And it's like it's like one of the things that people remember about the series, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it was also probably one of the most fleshed out arts in the series also. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely really deep and fleshed out. It's just so awesome. It's also an incredibly dark one, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really messed up. Yeah, just albedo alone has all sort of dark <laughs> yes. stuff happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, he could practically have his own episode of this show if we oh my gosh <laughs> yeah yeah he can have an episode if um you know people vote on it <laughs> that's true stay tuned on twitter folks <laughs> so yeah just i sometimes just it's so deep that it's just like okay where do we start do we start from a bit like how it started with uh the order of the game or do we start from the milshin conflict <laughs> Just because technically it all started with the Milshin conflict at first, I think. Yeah. Well, or a bit before well, e- that. Yeah. Yeah, even before that, like yeah. with Yuriev, um, Dmitry yeah. Yuriev, who all the mm-hmm. children are like basically clones of. Um, yeah. Because he was part of the, was it the UMN like test trials or something like that? He was part and... of the transfer experiment. <gasps> yeah, the transfer experiment. And he got, yeah. Like, that... yeah it, that's when he came in contact with Udu for the first time, and it basically scared the crap out of him. Yeah. <laughs> so he wanted to destroy it. Yay! <laughs> yeah, basically, the URTV are designed to fight against Udu, Udu waves, so... I'm not sure if anyone knows here about Yuriev. Apparently, uh, I can't remember, but apparently he has some stuff extra in Pied Piper. I haven't read Pied Piper in a long time. Oof. So I, I, did, I, I didn't get to read all of it, so I'm not I, I'm not quite sure I got there yet. But it's um, been it's, a long time. Yeah, that's my issue. Is it's been so long, I can't remember what his significance was off the top of my head in Pied Piper. But I know he's in there. Well, he probably. seems to be a bit of, a bit everywhere. So I'm yeah. not too surprised. <laughs> the guys live for a long time. Yeah, because the way he's been living is he basically jumps from a URTV, or basically jumps between different lives, um, or, like, hmm, 
Yeah. Have you I mean, seen Have you seen Full Metal Alchemist? Yes. The original series. Yeah. That it reminds me of what Hohenheim does. Oh yeah. When he goes from person that is. when he goes from person to person. Uh huh. Oh okay. Oh okay. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Because before, I mean, before he would have designed the the URTVs, he must have. I I I guess I should have looked into it more, but he must have like gone into different like bodies besides the URTVs, right? For having to live so long. He says he was around for a really, really long time. Yeah, but I don't remember if they actually specified how long he was. We can cut out the silence, it's fine. So No, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, I'll i cut it out. I'm just kind of like looking it up just to... <laughs> yes, I'm here to sweat and like open the page to just see like a few more details. Uh, I have the Yuri of Insti- uh, Institute open. That's what I have open. Yeah, I have it as well. So I was trying to look into some of this. <laughs> oh, oh, ooh. Okay. Yeah, because, um... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's just, it was like, it got so silent that it was just like, did I cut out or something? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's only okay. Okay, because it looked like mostly... Okay, because it was mostly through the life recycling Oh, act. that's yeah. right. Yuri F. has able... Zora in Pied Piper. And well, and he also he was involved with a an artificial placenta facility called Jacob Medical Imprinting, which is the one where the uh, I guess it was, the facility was shut down because of uh, when uh, Voyager killed all those fetuses. Ooh. Oh yeah, all information that had been gathered by the facility was confiscated by the Yuriev Institute, and is said to have later formed the cornerstone of raising the URTVs. Okay, okay. So, hmm. So, mm. <laughs> so mm. yeah, a, oh gosh, it's so dark. <laughs> but like, yeah, it still doesn't answer mm, some of my questions, but oh well, it's maybe it's, prob- it's probably one of those like holes in Xenosaga lore that we don't have really. Or if if someone out there knows the answer to, to this, like how did Yuri uh, get by without the U- URTVs for so long, leave us a comment. <laughs> yeah, because that is one, one detail I don't quite remember if they did mention it before the game or not, or somewhere else, so... But yeah, basically URTVs, he created them, and was basically his DNA with some random lady DNA thing. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking, because there are female URTVs, but they kind of... They're not as stable, bad. so they, they kind of die more quickly from what I've read. Yeah, because it sounds like... Yeah, I wasn't sure t- about that, but I know... Aren't there female URTVs in the Yerevan Institute in episode Yeah, two? there's... They're, like, like... I think they were, like, off. very few. Yeah, and then Citrine was, like, the leader of them, too. Yeah, because she was, like, the only uh, variant uh, female. Yeah, um, basically. And, yeah, it just kind of sucked because, well, I, I read that it, there was, like, yeah, they're, as you said, they're unstable, and there was only, like, nine uh, female uh, URTVs by the time of Xenosaw Episode 2 during the, the Milshin conflict. Yeah, I remember that. Um... Which, I, 
how about we talk about Citrine for a little bit? Because I feel like she got kind of shafted, story-wise. Honestly, I kind of feel like both her and Negredo kind of didn't get that much. Negredo got more, but... Yeah. Yeah. ...than Citrine, obviously, but she was just kind of, like, there in episode three. Yeah. And, and she did... Yeah. And her purpose was the same as... Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, they're both. Yeah, they're both have the same, basically job, or or her and Negredo basically have the same role. Basically, go go on. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's ex- the only thing that's different is that she can't be a host for Uriath, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. But like, that's really all we get from her. Really, yeah, we don't get that much. Yeah, because because her role is similar to Negredo, but then she, her person. I wouldn't say her personality is exactly like Albedo, but she kind of has like that same feeling of Junior left left her behind during the Milton conflict, and yeah, well, she yeah. she seemed to say stuff like uh, "you betrayed his duties" or something like that, and like at the same time, I feel like maybe I don't know. She seemed to to be the kind of character that was kind of searching herself a bit, and she mm-hmm. we never really got to know much of the details. But like, yeah, she seems to blame Junior for a lot of things, even though like she seems to also search her own purpose while mm-hmm. following behind Yuriev, basically. So yeah, she kind of latched onto Elaine. Well, Yuriev is her father, but she kind of latched on to him as a way to kind of find a reason to live. Yeah. At the end, it's like, well, I just wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So it's just sad because we didn't really get much from this character. But yeah. yeah. Uh, something I find kind of interesting, and I don't know if this was ever really explained, mm-hmm. or maybe I just don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Why is it that... um? The your TV's uh, units one through six sixty five. Why were all of those made to have one collective consciousness, whereas the unique ones that we've been talking about, they mm-hmm. are able to process individual thought and emotion. Maybe it's a thing where like they had to make make multiple models to support the others, but maybe it's also the fact that they had to, like, perfect something before getting to do some variants. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, that could be. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious to know what makes those last, those last four so special. Well, I know that the, I mean, the last four were um, genetically modified, so, like, I mean, Junior has his red dragon powers, Albedo has his res- restoration powers, and mm. uh, Guinan and Citrine have their duties as kind of preventing the red dragon power to go out of control so they got that but as far as the original models hmm. yeah i just don't know why like suddenly they decided that they needed to make that much of an upgrade on on these Uh or if there was maybe some plot point that i missed or something that explains that no, I don't think it was more really that explained except for the fact that they did make variant at the end or like 
maybe maybe it was also that they were born variant or something. Like according I... to the wiki, <clears throat> <laughs> your your TV unit six 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 through six six nine originated from the same embryonic culture as the others, but were then subjected to an induced mutation to develop their unique gifts. Uh huh. And I guess one of those gifts would be their emotions too. Yeah. And then they didn't well, maybe, seem. Did, did they, were they emotionless? Because they didn't seem. Yeah, that seems a little. I mean, I like maybe we just didn't have them on the screen enough, but they seemed pretty afraid during the Milson conflict when that thing happened with Junior. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think they were. Well, the, are you talking about the older units? Yeah. Well, the thing with the older units is that I, from what I remember, didn't they kind of share their own emotions? So like. If some of them are afraid, wouldn't the other ones process it too? Or yeah. something like that? Yeah, something like that. So they didn't have their own personality, per se. Yeah, it was, they didn't have their own individual personality, is, yeah. is um, the point I'm trying to make. They all kind of shared it. They shared the same kind of consciousness, the same kind of emotion. So I would assume they would work in the sense that if someone's processing a certain emotion, uh-huh. the others would would probably be feeling that as well. Yeah, and they, they hated the variants. I mean specifically junior i mean for being so different yeah because uh, i remember the scene where they called basically called him a monster yeah basically but yeah. yeah i think at the end of the day they also wanted to have their individual personalities but wasn't the case so yeah and like you said earlier mary i think maybe it was um they had to go through a lot of test trials and because i have a feeling that not all 669 units were at the u.r like because we know that a lot of the females died uh early yeah so it could be they went through like several trials and like maybe the first hundred ended up dying or that, that yeah because be. basically they were pretty much playing with genetics and like mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes some stuff could come out of it unstable if you made a few mistakes you know so it's I think it's logical to think that there were so many numbers because they were trying to test and see and get to like some results yeah, that would work out. So yeah, it's basically oh. like the variants are like the conclusion of the experiment. Like, mm. oh, this is like the work that we've been trying to do this whole time. That's how I see it, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to be six six six, you know. <laughs> that had to be the one that could destroy God. It couldn't have been a coincidence. It couldn't have been. <laughs> nope. No. But he's also but... so adorable. <laughs> I mean, well, love to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of mistakes, um, like the whole Albedo and Junior splitting thing. Yeah. Like. That 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 was. Well, technically, if they were not split, it would have been a bit hard to move, but at the same time, like, I'm like, maybe it was a bit of a mistake because Albedo ended up, like, not very stable because of that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just just funny because the whole time they, well, especially, like, Albedo just wanted to be back with Junior, technically, but yeah, lots of stuff happened. But yeah, he also, like, like, as we know, he also, like, went a bit crazy because he was the only one that could not die. And whenever he learned about that, he was, like, really shocked because he learned that others could die. 
Yeah, but, that was a very. Oh, that's one of my favorite scenes from that game, and so powerful. Yeah, it's like, um, wait, you can't die. Like, you you you'll die and abandon me or something, or it's just like, wow. Yeah, even before he was infected with Udu, Albedo was going on a, a downward spiral. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, the Udu thing just pretty much like amplified everything. But yeah, it's just wow. I kind of wonder if Albedo could have died of old age, or if he would have stopped aging eventually. Well, I know Junior has the ability to control his cells like that, like to stop the aging process. But I don't yeah. know how that would work with Albedo. Because he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He die eventually. You would think, unless. Ugh. But I don't know if, like... I, I don't know. Something that's always been in the back of my mind. I was like, I have to ask it. <laughs> Maybe they know. <laughs> but I think I think that you are too, because I'm, I'm not fully sure, but I think they they do stop aging at some point, maybe. Like, because I know that Yuryev was basically obsessed with, like, immortality. So I think, not sure, that they, they stop, like, aging at some point, but I'm not too sure. But, yeah, Junior ha- do have the ability to play with the, his cell, and that's how he pretty much stopped his growth, because I think he was afraid of his power or something like that. Yeah. And he didn't want to, like, continue growing and, like, having it go out of control or something. Or I think mm-hmm. it's it's what it was, but yeah. Just, uh I just want to hug you, like, poor little baby. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, I think, trying to remember, like, yeah, Ganon, it's never really been super, like, clear in the game, except for the fact that it was kind of like the the one, like, they could stop Junior or something like that, and the host, but yeah, on the wiki, they say that he can apparently manipulate and control people's thoughts, but I'm like, yeah. Did we see that happen of... much? Except, but at the time, it could make sense because of the fact that you know, like in Tree, like whenever Uriel takes over, like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of people suddenly following him, and there these people used to be like on other sides. So it's just like, did he, did he perhaps like you know brainwash these people? <laughs> Because it's just like, it's just so many people from different sides like joining with him. It's just like, were they always with him all along or are they brainwashed to follow him now? <laughs> well, because he was part of, was it the, the Salvatore faction or something? Yeah, that like too. That? Yeah, because I don't know if maybe those were uh, people um, that were on his side originally and then when he came back into power as in Guinan, that might have. They might have still followed him, but yeah, I I thought that was kind of weird when I was like researching. It was like I don't remember him using mind control power besides you know Yuri of taking over Guinan's mind, which is not exactly the same. But hmm, I d- I don't see Junior as a character that would do that. To be honest, though, yeah, really. indeed. Well, that'd be uh, Guinan. Oh, Guinan. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, as far as, like, how we're going to cover the rest of the stuff, so should we, should we go with, like, 
each character a bit more in depth and just add on to the others, or should we just well, follow a bit of junior stuff and like? Because... Well, let's continue where we kind of left off because well, <laughs> we we uh we we tried uh, to talk about the institute the... and went then went through a bunch of directions. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we went. Yeah, I mean we we went through the institute, talked about the URTVs, um, and then well, we're kind of right at like the defining moment of. Yeah. The URTVs, which is the Milson conflict. Yeah, but um, before that, there was also the thing with the Sakura as well. Okay, yeah. We probably should go into that before we get into the Milson conflict. <laughs> yeah, because there was a bit of stuff happening there, and they were, they were trying to help her, which she basically had that sickness where she was in contact with Hoodoo or something, and like because of that, she could not really interact into the real world. So to be able to interact with her, they had to go and dive into her consciousness. And they used the URTV with, for that. But also, like, I think it was a part of their test to see, like, how they would fare against Sudo waves or something. But at the same time, they were trying to fix her sickness or see if that could work. Because she wasn't the only one having that back then. <clears throat> yeah, because it, because I guess it somehow she was somewhat connected um, to the upper domain, which kind of makes sense that the URTVs would kind of be involved in order to try to resist yeah. any Udu influence that might be on her. Yeah, basically, it's a bit like uh, it was the influence of of that thing, but it was affecting a lot of people, and mm-hmm. and I know like a lot of patient and. Labyrinthos were basically subject having that sickness, so it's just, I think it was one of these persons that got to they got to try to do some testing to see if they could either fix it or understand it better, I guess, but also mm-hmm. trying to test the abilities of URTVs in the face of Voodoo, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's also where Junior pretty much got really close to her. And since it was uh, Miss Rahi, like daughter, like she also, like she also pretty much made made a made a promise to like protect her sister when she comes into the world, something like that. And that's also why I guess like he becomes pretty close to Momo later and tries to protect her too. Just just mm-hmm. so cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it kind of, the dynamic between Junior. Sakura and, and Momo is really interesting because Junior doesn't really go out of his way to like treat Momo exactly like Sakura. He treats her exactly kind of like what she wants or Sakura wanted him to treat her like, which is a sister. Yeah, a different and... person. Yeah, totally different person. Yeah, but at the same time, like I, I kind of like how he goes a bit out of his way to help her mother to just like accept her and stuff and see her as like her whole daughter daughter again instead of just a failure or some kind of thing like that or something that she should be ashamed of and although I did mention that in the Ziggy episode too but yeah I just I just really love those moments where Junior pretty much try and get Yuli to just wake up and like see Momo as a person again or something like that mm-hmm. Which, but, okay, and then this is this is pretty interesting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, uh, there's a difference between 
uh, episode three and Xenosaga one and two on how Sakura actually died. Oh yeah, and I didn't know that because I never played one and two, so you guys. Yeah, because there is a yeah yeah. Oh, you mean the the DS version? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So yeah, in the DS version, she basically sacrifices herself to save Albedo. Oh, well, maybe it did happen, but it's just we didn't quite see it in the others. But I'm not sure. Well, well, in the episode in episode three, and I I guess episode one, ODM also mentions that she basically committed suicide in front of Yuli's eyes, um, which sounds like a contradiction. But I wonder if maybe. Because if he, she, if he, if she saved Albedo, it would have been within her uh, subconscious. So then maybe just the way that she pretty much died him. in real life, basically. Yeah, and maybe the way it looked like to her, it looked like I don't, I'm not certain. It just mm. yeah, but it's entirely like there's a lot of things that there's all little details they added in one and two DS version that wasn't really in the original, but. At the same time, like, it's a bit weird because, like, when you look at the end of 2, where Albedo is, like, straight out super jealous of the attention that Junior was giving to her and not to him, it's just like, yeah. wow, <laughs> this is quite effed up if you think about it. And this really yeah, happened. I mean, <laughs> yeah, with all the, uh, with all the Kirschwassers around Albedo, and it just, it, it does make it a little bit more weird and complex. Yeah. But that could also explain why he was obsessed with those two. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Albedo was mine is weird, so I, I won't try to understand too deep his actions. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Poor little boy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. But I do like his whole development, to be honest. But, yeah. Just... Yeah, there's some... some uh... I don't. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. <sighs> Interesting stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting uh, turns. <laughs> but uh, yeah. What What was the word you uh, used for uh, Torah earlier when we were uh, chatting earlier, David? Oh, problematic. <laughs> yes, that's the word. <laughs> There's some problematic stuff with Albedo, but he's still an interesting character. Yeah, definitely. But. Uh, yeah, aside from that, I think that's about the details with Sakura, but then I guess I guess afterwards, I think it was shortly afterwards that the Milshin conflict started, I guess. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like really short. But in the meanwhile, Mizrahi was still working on trying to resurrect his daughter with Momo or something like that, or making a second daughter with, yeah. with the Y data. <laughs> Well, let's not get into all of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then then the, the, what the URTs TVs were basically designed to do, they were uh, was it at um, were they on? Well, they were designed to fight Udu waves, basically. Was they it, were was basically it the lab- weapons. Like, was it at Labyrinthos, or was it somewhere else that they made their stand against Udu? Uh, I think it was with, if it wasn't within Labyrinthos, it was like really close to it, or within maybe mm. the 
Nephilim unit? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think it might have been ne- Nephilim. I think it was a Nephilim, though. Because I yeah, do remember, was... so, like, there was a part that was open, I think, and you could see the sky, so it looked like it could have been Nephilim with, like, the sky open kind of thing. Yeah, I think you're right. Are you talking about the, um, when they broke the link? Yes. That yes. was it. That was it, Labyrinthos, yeah. Okay, never oh, mind. Okay. I guess it was oh, okay. weird, another weird Labyrinthos place. <laughs> but I do remember, like, it, it was a place that was kind of open a bit because you could see the sky, and, I mean, whenever uh, Chaos and Kanan came, it was like the mech was flying from the sky to there, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, that's basically where they made their stand. Um, but, of course while they were connected something uh, happened <laughs> something happened junior had like a, a vision of the planet like exploding or something of that nature and yeah was, i think it was the result of the thermal energy they would have done it would have made the planet explode or something yeah so he got afraid and he yeah he, he severed was afraid. his link from his brothers yeah he was afraid of that. like everyone's lives so he kind of stopped the link but that resulted to all of his brothers being basically possessed by hoodoo and just going mad <laughs> yeah including yeah. albedo <laughs> oh yeah he he pleaded for him to, to not sever the link and it's oh. yeah and he ended up severing the link and hoodoo yeah but at the same time, I'll be the, like, within the variants, I feel like he was the one that was the most unstable, like, mentally. So I guess oh, it yeah. was easy for Udu yeah. to just take over his fears, because you have many fears. So mm-hmm. that's how he just went, like, mad, because I guess when whenever Udu entered contact with, with someone, like, they feel such power that they just, they just go crazy kind of thing. And in this case, he felt like invisible or something. I don't know. Don't fully remember, but I think he he started laughing and just going completely crazy. <laughs> they're they're all instilled with the fear of God. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't there like that really crazy cutscene where they're just like killing random people? Yeah, yeah. there is the other URTVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all of them that were everybody. All of them that were all the. Terrain basically started like trying to kill each other, killing like other people, and just going crazy. <laughs> but was that was a- the, uh, yeah. Actually, I'm looking at the I'm actually looking at the wiki right now. There's actually a, a GIF from that cutscene, yeah, of them just gunning people down. Damn. But not only that, but also in the visual conflict, whenever they started the song of Nephilim, there was even more casualties because then. I think a lot of mechs uh, stopped working a bit, and the people inside of them would go crazy, and then they'd, they'd use the mech against other people or against themselves too. So it was that. Was but it, also, there was, was the reality. The Song of Nephilim that did it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That made them go crazy? That's what I was wondering. If it was the same thing as the realians that made them go nuts? In well, that case, I think it was a bit of. Udo, no, because they were kind of controlled, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it was the Realians. Yeah, just the, the Realians are the ones who went crazy because of the Song of Nephilim, but the, I think in the yeah. case of the URTVs, it was mostly uh, Udu, Udu, but maybe some yeah. of the ones that were outside Labyrinthos got affected by Song of Nephilim, since they weren't really in direct contact, but at the same time, because they're in they're a consciousness that is basically sharing, I can imagine that it just spread out through all of the others, so... 
Oh yeah, but it yeah, instantaneous. Huh. And I guess uh, I don't fully remember though with uh, Nigredo if like you got shot by one of his spears or something. But I do remember he was hurt. But I don't fully remember the who basically hurt him because wasn't they don't. It, wasn't wasn't it Albedo or? Yeah, it's just I think they don't show it on screen, so I'm not I don't fully remember if they mention like who actually hurt him, but mm-hmm. I do remember Junior really like saying how it was Hollow's fault and he was trying to like carry like Nigrado who was like really badly hurt. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's about mm-hmm. it's pretty much about when uh Chaos and Kanan came around and rescued these two. Yeah, and then it was Sellers that rescued Albedo, I think, or could be. Yeah, I think so. It was also Sellers who started the song of Nephilim, apparently. Yeah, but yeah, um, but uh, there's also chaos that mentioned that thing with the horses. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the four four horsemen of the apocalypse. Four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, um... I'm just starting to find back the exact line. Yeah, there. Can't find the exact line, but Albedo Al- was pretty much uh, referred to the White Rider, Rubido the Red Rider, yeah. and Negro the Black Rider, and like their hairstyle. <laughs> but they think, yeah, they think that Citrine would have been like the Pale Rider, Death, but yeah, just basically the White Rider apparently is uh, Conquest, Conquest, and I'm not exactly sure how to say this word. Pestilence? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, pestilence. There you go. And then Rubido is... The Red Rider is War. Black Rider is Famine. And, yeah, the Pale Rider is Death. But, yeah, it's just... I, I, I kind of think that was interesting, even though, like, I didn't quite understand what it meant. But Chaos is like that. Sometimes just says, like, something out of the movie. It's just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just where does that come from? What is that knowledge you're keeping for yourself? So say it. It's, it's, it's just like him with you know touching noses and they die. It's just something he's good at. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's special at something. <laughs> That's like chaos drawing. Chaos is, is 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 good at not letting the party know anything until the final boss room. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, now I'll tell you everything. <laughs> but even then, he barely said anything. He was just like, "Well, I'll I'll be there and support you guys and be with you guys." But like, uh, there's a lot of stuff I know that I'm not sharing. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love chaos. I love them. I love them. Yeah. Like, it's just, I think it's part of his charm, though, because because of that, he's so mysterious and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Another character we could have an episode on. Yeah. One of these. One of these days. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, and then somehow Citrine survived, but I, I don't know how exactly. But I think in the case of Citrine, since she was one of the rare girls, maybe she was kept uh, at their base basically, because of the fact that they don't want to lose her, since she's one that could be used to like reproduce more like URTVs and such for whatever uh, just well, because I think she did mention something of the sort before because she was like the that only was something girl. that was really weird for me because it didn't seem mm. like Citrine was there yeah I know yeah or, or she like 
was there but wasn't on screen because they didn't want to show her there. Yeah. But, yeah. like, she's in episode two, and that's the first time we see her, but we get Milton con- uh, conflict flashbacks in episode one. So I'm just like, was she there? I don't think was she was she within the there? conflict. Maybe, like I said, maybe they kept her out of the conflict because of the fact that she was one of the rare female and the only variant of that. So I guess they wanted to maybe keep her or safe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> she she might have been with Yuriev and... When he escaped, maybe? Yeah, that could be. Well, because, I mean, the Yuryev Institute was on Second Milsha, right? Oh, wait. Wait. Yuryev, I think it? I think Yuryev was... Was Yuryev killed before or after the conflict? That's that's the one part I'm like... <gasps> oh, right, right. I forgot. He was... Oh, he was yeah, killed he by was Negredo. killed during the conflict <laughs> by Negredo. How could I forget that? He had a gun and just shot him. Ah. <laughs> It's okay. It's just it's just one of these moments that showed like later, like very briefly. So just, oh my gosh! So basically, yeah. he was he was so he was de- de- technically dead for like fourteen years, or it was was at that point he was part of Negredo after he was shot. I don't. I'm not. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, it's just. But yeah, I guess Citrine escaped with like people that kept some other people, some of the experiment stuff, like, safe or whatever, because I don't imagine her being on the battlefield since, like, she was one of the rare females that kind of survived and stuff, so I guess since well, it was so rare, they would not have, like, risked it, basically. Well, this might be another, I don't know if this is a rumor, or because I'm, I'm seeing the wiki right here, and it says apparently there was a scene showing how she survived, but was deleted from the final release of Xenoslop Set Two. But I that I don't see them like with a uh, source on that, so I don't. I can't but Tyler, that. it's on the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> it must be true. Yes, you're right. If it's on the wiki, it must be true. <laughs> oh. The wiki also shows something kind of weird that I had no idea was a thing. Mm-hmm. So apparently, for episode one, Namco released a commercial for the game. Oh, oh yeah. That oh yeah, we cannot talk about that the... commercial on this episode. I didn't know this was a thing until just now. So there's a commercial for Zelda episode one mm-hmm. that features the birth of the URTVs. Yeah, you know, I I saw that commercial a long time ago, and I thought this is a really weird commercial. What is this about? But after and seeing the wiki, it's live like, action. Yeah, and I was like yeah. reading this wiki and saying it's the URTVs. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It, it makes now. so much sense. It, it's just like it's one of those weird things. Can you imagine being in Japan and then you see that on like TV or something, and just like okay. you see that scene just completely out of context. And you're just like, what, what, what is this game? But then it makes sense when you play it because, and you see the your TV storyline, you're like, oh, that's what this is. Yeah. yeah, but I wouldn't have got that until like maybe episode two, but that was like for episode one. Yeah, yeah that's for episode one. Yeah, but so I think initially they wanted to like include like both. It's okay. You're fine. I think initially they wanted to have both. Uh, the stuff from one and two as one game, but then they had right. to split it because it was too big yeah. or something. But then the commercial, how like for a, like did they have the pr- commercial plan before that that fell through or? That's um, what I'm saying. I like, think 
Uh, I say, I think. Pierre's going to be listening. He's going to be like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> analyze everything uh, we say. Yes. Like, oh, he is just like, I can already like hear him face palming. <laughs> <laughs> Because I listened to that, to that, um, to that, uh, Miss episode, and I was like, God, that sounds like me. Oh my God, why? <laughs> why am I like this? Um, but, uh, bre- breaking out the ODM here. <laughs> but there's, uh, URTV stuff in the ODM that's probably, it's... I'm trying to find it. It's okay. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that would be definitely way before episode two. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like we got all this stuff. I'm pretty sure they. Okay, yeah the the, the page that says the clause about URTV. There's a big spread, and it's just newborn babies. Oh. Uh, wow. And um, so. That part at least has to be like they had. They I'm pretty sure they had plans for stuff that they they didn't make it. Yeah. Um. It's just it's so weird. I, like I not like saying it. that everything was planned. I'm pretty sure that like there's some stuff that was definitely cut or moved. Right. Because, well, yeah, uh, but I think that happens like any. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, that so. would have to happen. But I'm not saying the whole thing was planned. I'm just saying that, like, like I, I, I've I, definitely, I mean, that... I've definitely heard the rumor that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, we'll say. Quote, 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 I've, I've definitely, I've you're, definitely you're safe heard here. The you're rumor. safe here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. But um, <laughs> I've definitely heard that um, that Adult Junior was supposed to be in episode two, and he wasn't. Yeah, I did hear of that. I've heard rumor. that rumor. Before. I wish I wish it would have been real. <laughs> and I would die for Adult Junior, so Well, they did show a very tiny glimpse of him oh. in tree. Yeah. I was like That was, that was a tease. That was a tease. Yeah, it was a big tease. I just felt like so horrible um when it happened because I'm just like I'm just like, what? And then, like, because he's, like, adult junior in that space, and then they're just like, this is what could have been. And I'm just like, oh, you didn't. And then the rest <laughs> of the game, he's a kid still, and I'm just like, oh. But at the same time, he's really cute, but sometimes just No, like, he's I wish, fine, yeah. I wish yeah, I could kid have junior, seen him. Kid like, junior is canon junior, but, like, yeah. he's great. But at the same time, I feel like it could have been a bit weird to have, like, three... Uh, adult ones because if you remember right in both Japanese and English Negredo and Albedo are voiced by the same voice actors right. oh so yeah then, I so love you, that I mean, scene that's like my favorite scene so then we would have like we would have like a voice actor doing the voice of three people in the same scene three times the Crispin Freeman <laughs> three times the Crispin Freeman I mean I wouldn't be upset with that the funny part is that I did I did see uh Crispin Freeman before and like I didn't ask about Albino and like oh. he, uh-huh. and he did mention how like it was weird for him to record uh Gaiden and Albino at the same time because he was basically talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that scene was so impressive though, because it worked. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. Like if 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 anyone he could do it. 
I think you could do it. Oh, yeah. It'd be hard. Yeah, definitely. It's just... Oh, it's awesome. But yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure where we were going after that. Rumor things. Blah. <laughs> I mean, at that, at that point, yeah, after the Milson conflict, uh, yeah, the variants were the only ones that survived. Yeah, basically. Um, and so they kind of, yeah, each, well, Guinan and Junior stayed together, but then uh, Albedo and Citrine kind of went their own separate ways. Citrine went into the abyss until episode 3, I guess. <laughs> Pretty much. She bided her time. And Albedo just took whatever side was good for him, and then would just do his own thing whenever he However, he felt like it basically, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just all we know. And uh, Negredo and Rubido pretty much stick together, and from what I understand, they pretty much uh, founded Kukai Foundation and took took over under them like all of the mutants or people that were kind of like modified like within the, the Kukai Foundation as a way for them to live peacefully. Yeah, because like a lot of, a lot of people that were like them. Yeah, because a lot of people were pretty much uh being kinda racist against them or something like that and mm-hmm. being not really cool. So it was kind of a heaven for them basically. But also under underneath they also do stuff like collecting like the copies of the Sohar and that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Trying, trying yeah, take. that was that. I mean, that would do it. You know, all the viewer <laughs> TVs gunning people down would create quite the stigma. Yeah, but uh, from what I've heard, like yeah. they changed their name too because they they wanted oh, to yeah. basically hide their identities. Although it's not quite fully clear, like in the story, like there's a few times where some people call them of the old their old names. It's just just in front of everybody, and nobody really reacts. Because they don't really well, know. The, but... the only people that really call them their old names are the ex- the URTVs themselves, really. Uh, yeah, some I mean, people Jer- like Kanan do. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. But the, mean, others, Junior, the others I mean, don't know. They do try to their best to just say their new name, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Junior definitely wanted to distance his name, or distance himself from his old name because yeah. of his past, the mistakes he made, and... Yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to be called that. Like, you just, just pass over those things. He doesn't want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. It's basically what the games basically uh, make him go after. Just the games yeah. really want... Like, the, the whole story really wants him to, like, go against his fears of his past, basically, and grow after that, so... Yeah, exactly. You, he's there like throughout his arc in the Xenosaga series he's kind of overcoming his past and yeah um, ex- I mean accepting accepting it which was very like his arc was definitely one of the best of the series oh yeah yeah definitely just oh my god <laughs> sticking with his friends even even Xion ah uh, well that's <laughs> Well, um, she Xion is okay. It's just, it's just there are some parts that I do, like I do kind of like get a bit hedgy with, but like at the same time, like she's okay for the most part. And I do like after 
seeing back the story, you know, that I'm kind of older and stuff, I do understand where the character comes from. So, but yeah, it, it, it can be a bit difficult sometimes. <laughs> yeah. See, see our episode on Xion if you guys are interested in further conversation about that. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, after that, um, Junior and Albedo kind of both in episode one and episode two butthead several times, and uh, well, Albedo made some <laughs> really gross uh, mistakes. Gross <laughs> mistakes, and uh, well, it almost destroyed uh, second Milsha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That, it's just like I almost destroyed planet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he almost did. That was the thing that happened. It's just really like, whoops, my my finger slipped. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. This URTV story didn't really ramp up until episode two. Um. And by the end of that, Albedo got at least. One of his wishes, which was to basically become part of Udu, or that's where what the uh, space time anomaly basically got created. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, which that boss battle with Alpido at the end of episode two is just that was me. the trolliest fight. <laughs> I was in that fight for like 30 minutes because of RNG. <laughs> yeah, I remember having a really tough time with it too. In fact, I think I actually. Rage quit on that boss at one point. We're talking about uh, wait. We're talking about which encounter like now, like in Saga. We're at the end. With at saga the end of one, saga right? Two. It, or no. in Saga two. Saga two at the end of Saga two. Yeah. I don't. It's been a long time, so even though I passed it several times, I don't fully remember if I had a hard time or not. But I do I, remember really loving it for the fact that he was just he kept like taunting juniors. It's like I love was, when he does that. <laughs> It was kind of a gimmick fight. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, like, I don't remember the first time that I was in that fight, it taking so long. But when I replayed the series recently, I was in that fight for a long time. I ended up looking it up. I was like, how do you beat this guy? And they're just like, eventually you will win. And it was just like, okay. <laughs> and that's I was helpful. like, yeah, I was just like, well, that's helpful. He's like, they're like, you can't lose. I was like, all right. And like, I just kept, I, like, there were certain, like, dialogue prompts that would change, that would, like, signify that you were about to win. It took, like, 30 minutes. It was a long time. I was yeah. stuck in there. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think to me, like, the fact that they keep having, like, pretty much cracky lines that were just funny to me just made the time go by a bit faster. <laughs> so I didn't really see it being that long, but yeah. Because didn't he also, like, if you died, like, maybe at least once, doesn't he, like, revive you? Or doesn't he put a, a spell on you that, like, auto-revives auto, auto you or something like that? I, you know, it... it I don't remember that. I don't remember it, that, either, but I don't think I died. You, it either heals you or it revives you. I'm not, I'm not sure. You can't lose that fight. It's impossible to lose. And like people were saying, it's, like, like... It's ridiculous. I was I was kind of frustrated about it, if you can't tell. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was something. It was a really interesting bookend for that game. To be honest, as weird as that game was, 
it was a really interesting way to bookend it. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 re- I hate to bring up Xion again, but <laughs> I really hated her response to Junior killing Albedo. She was I don't know if maybe it's because of the English translation, but she was like, oh, just a, a family squabble, huh? And I was like, he just killed his his, his twin brother. What, what <laughs> you, that's not something you say to someone like that. You just you just don't, Xion. You just don't. But I, said, I don't think they quite said, like, all of the details of what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe that that's why she said she it this way. But it was like at the know. end when when he comes back, I think. Yes. Or, yeah, it's like or was right it before after that? the battle? I'm not sure. I don't quite just remember. the family squabble. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like the most insensitive thing she's ever said. I'm I'll try just... to look up. I'll try to look up the line and I'll put the the quote in this part. Just to make certain that it's right, but it's just it was so insensitive. Was yeah, like, I do remember Xion. it was something like that. Xion, no. <laughs> Junior, did you make up with him? I don't know about that. We were both pretty stubborn. He said he hated me right to the bitter end. Oh, I see. So it was just a big family squabble, huh? But I also like how. Uh... The chaos pretty much went to pick him up after <laughs> that fight. <laughs> I was like, you came out of nowhere, and you absolutely have zero protection, but cool. <laughs> they, had a, they had a good hug, though. Everything was fine, because yeah. they had to hug it out. Yeah, yeah, pretty good much. Pose. And, yeah. Just, but it's also like, in that scene afterwards, like, we're in chaos, it's just on top of the Durandal. <laughs> I'm just like... It's like- I'm not going to hold back anymore. Just yeah, hold back until the end of episode three. Yeah. And then love <laughs> him being like, a trill, you're finally entering the final stage. <laughs> just like, oh boy. So great. But sometimes just like, yes, how can you breathe there? Oh, it's just a thing I can do. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Just, oh. But then, yeah, after that, um, I'll. After Albedo's defeated, you all think he's dead, but then a new testament is added to yeah, Wilhelm's we collection. S- we see him getting added to the collection of testament at the very end of two. It's just like, hi. <laughs> but he doesn't speak there. It's just, it's just like, like who, who is that? Nobody, who could that nobody be? Nobody dies in Xenosaga. Nobody <laughs> dies. I remember when I, when I, like, I, I beat episode two, I was like, I think I was still in high school. I was either early high school. Yeah, I think it was early high school. But I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I have a good theory. I bet that is albedo. And I put it on a forum. And I was like, yeah, guys, you think that's albedo? Just look at his hands. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, we know. Just <laughs> shut up. Like, I'm such a stupid kid. Yeah, it's so obvious, man. It's Duh, so I obvious. <laughs> I sh- yeah, it was so obvious. But I was like, oh my gosh, I bet no one else knows this. I was like, Everyone knows this. Shut up, Tyler. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, and what, what did you guys think of that? Like, how, like, episode two, Junior and Albedo have this really emotional kind of farewell, but then Albedo kind of comes back as a testament. What did you guys think of that? I'm not sure, but I don't, I don't know that, like, whenever I left, I was like, this is so weird that I'm more laughing than being sad. <laughs> Just like, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's just raised up in the air with like the kishwasher basically. Going oh, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That was, was like, 
Oh same. my god. <laughs> but sometimes like, well, I guess he got like he got what he wanted because at the end of the day, the old time he was just crazy because he could not die. But then like mm-hmm. he died and it, it felt like oh, he finally got died. his wish and he, like he, he he's at peace now. But no, he comes back. Nope. Because his true wish was to be with Junior all along. (laughs) 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 Because it's basically that. Like, that's the only reason I think he came back as a testament. Because Mm -hmm. he just just had something he had not done. And it was that. (laughs) I think I was really confused at first. Mm. Um, Yeah. But then... But then when episode three started happening and Albedo was like more in control of himself. Yeah. Kinda. Well, it was that, like, at that point, was like, he was oh. not no longer like uh, connected to you from what I understand. And he did seem like he's still kind of insane in some ways. <laughs> but <laughs> he, 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 he had more, more mellowed out. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he had mellowed was, out. And he was like, he was like acting. A lot more normal, but as normal as he can be. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was also, like, I remember whenever uh, he was basically trying to talk uh, to Ganyan through Yuriev or something, he was just like, hey, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the other idiots in your, in your head or something. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just, I kind of find it cool that he kind of tried to still help his brother regardless, and even like at the, like at the end of two, before that thing with Junior happened, he actually helped them with the fight with Omega, or actually tried. He tried to be Superman for a few seconds, show, throwing oh, laser yeah. beams, <laughs> and then he got he got like pretty much I don't know destroyed or something, and I think he said something creepy to Junior like reading yes, all of said, my cells or something. <laughs> like, no, I remember he said, um, uh, "Be sure to in." Hail the particles that compose me, or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Oh, okay." I, mean, that's a, I guess that's one way he could become one with his brother. To be honest, I really like that part because it's just like it's so funny. It's like, "Oh yeah, I've been your enemy all this time, but you want you want to hand against this guy? He's an asshole, and I hate him. So let's let's beat the crap out of him now." <laughs> that's why I like Almito. It's just like you can't really like foresee like what he's gonna do because he's so he's very unpredictable yeah basically and i think that's probably like what i agree i that's one thing yeah. i really love about him throughout the whole series but yeah just, but is there something else we missed in two though a little bit just trying to think is there other parts hmm. well we do know that albedo for the longest part in saga one was basically again like after the Y data as well. Two was so weird. They make a like they make a Beatles reference. Wait, what? <clears throat> they they made a Beatles reference in Saga Two. What? Elaborate. Oh, I will have to find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah. We also have those part at the beginning of two though that we kinda skip for um Albedo pretty much like uh whenever he had Momo he inserted sort of like virus or something into her and whenever they basically set a trap. Yeah, a trap. 
And whenever they went in, like, it kind of activated it, and Momo tried to basically protect the data, and they tried to save her afterwards, and reconstitute her personality that was kind of all spread out. That's how we see Sakura stuff, and that's also where we see uh, that scene whenever Albedo just go in and be like, Hey! <laughs> it just came out of nowhere, but hi, brother! <laughs> I really love that scene where it's just like, I think, I think this Shiona was like, oh, uh, like you should fight as a family or something like that, and like, Albedo just goes like, oh, don't you see we're the best of balls? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, it was just yeah, like, scene. oh my god, Albedo, you're so screwed up, and he's just saying that while I this think he one. had like a hand inside of Junior and being just like. Junior raging and being like, ah! <laughs> oh wait, but hold on, I need to kind of open. Up. They mentioned McCartney by name. I was like, what? Episode two was just weird. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm watching it right now. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, well, what? I love that scene though, where like they just stop by telepathy and just. <laughs> Gosh. Nigredo. Well, hello there. You sound like you're doing well, unfortunately. And you're glib as ever. What's wrong? Are you lonely, little baby? Oh, I'm just doing a little information gathering. Of course, it still isn't too late for us to come to terms. Oh, so now it's peace talks, huh? Didn't McCartney say that too? Ebony and Ivory live together in perfect harmony. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Damn, I completely missed that. Wow. Wow. Also, yeah, I'll also put that line in there as, in the episode as well. That's kind of crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I don't know. Why? But I just—is that in the Japanese version too? Oh, I mean, I have no idea. Um, um, that I'm not sure of, though. Like, I did, I, I did like listen Japanese. to the, I did listen to the Japanese voices thing, but it had the English translation under, so I'm not. Mm. I I can't really say because I don't understand Japanese by myself. So. Right. Or I just said some parts. That'd be really interesting if that was part of the original script, or if that was just a localization thing. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting be... point to to be asking. Just I'm not quite sure what the answer is. <laughs> yeah, either way, yeah, that would be really interesting. Maybe maybe we should poke uh, pure about it and ask if he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we've mentioned him so much this episode. His well, I hear I hear McCartney, like oh, you, like oh, in the Japanese version. Yeah. It's like oh, super Japanese. Oh, is like he's like McCartney. <laughs> that's really interesting. Man. Okay, that's, so that's cool. really cool that they went ahead and. That's hmm. yeah. That's awesome. It always like stuck out to me because it felt like very out of place in that universe, but it <laughs> yeah, was still I there, so. and I was like, okay, that's funny. Yeah, I guess my young self didn't realize that he was referencing Paul McCartney. But since we watched that scene, like. What I also like about that scene is how uh, pretty much Albedo pretty much tell Gaiden that he's the executioner. Like, he has, like, 
life on one hand and death on the other or something. And I think that's kind of really interesting because it shows how Albedo pretty much knew from the start what he was and his purpose. And he just, I guess Albedo was just maybe trying to protect Junior all along in a way. Like <laughs> how Xenogears references Tears for Fears. That's a Wait, chapter. What? That's a chapter oh. in the game called Tears for Fears. Oh, wow. Oh. <clears throat> but yeah. Sorry, my music scrubbiness is showing. No, it, it's oh, no, it's interesting. It's, okay. it, it's a We're bit like it, it's interesting to see these things because I I would not remember for the life of me since I have the crappiest memories memory mm-hmm. with names, but like yeah, I think it's always interesting when people can recognize some music reference and just put them all there. It's a bit like how I've been listening to a JoJo pod- podcast and one of them pretty much keep saying their music references, and I'm just like, huh, this is interesting. <laughs> I did not know this came from the original. So it's just, it's always cool. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what's next? So, basically, wow. we covered a bit of Foo, just I'm not sure if... Well, yeah, and then... Just, it's just I'm not sure. I'm trying to think if there was, like, a bit more to add from we kind of went a bit a bit zigzaggy in it, but <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, because I mean, Albedo took the the Y data based on that trap that he set, and yeah, basically, and then yeah. he pretty much re it's a trap re- reopened the way to the whole planet, old Melsha, yeah, old and that Melsha. whole planet afterwards, like people were all trying to fight over that stuff and just. That that's where the whole planet pretty much exploded, and that mm-hmm. thing appeared, and there was the Pope inside of it, basically. Ah, uh, the space Pope. <laughs> yep, and he was used all along. <laughs> but yep, but yeah, it's just that's also where like we had the scene that happened where it just went like, "Hey, I'm your friend now," because I hate this guy. Let's beat him up. <laughs> it, it just goes to yeah, but. As uh, you and Justin said earlier, he's very unpredictable and will just basically do anything that suits yeah. his needs. But I, I was like, I, in that scene, I must admit that I was sad. I was like, oh no, he can't die. I mean, he, he's so cool. <laughs> he's so he's so funny. He's like, whenever he appears, everything turns to crack, basically. <laughs> so it's just like, no, don't die. And then like, then he, you you see that he's not dead, and then he's dead, and then he's not dead again. <laughs> It's so funny when he comes back in episode 3, because I usually hate that, like, characterization of, no, I'm not trying to help you, I hate you, but I'm helping you, but I hate you. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. usually, I I usually hate like that. that. I kind of like that, like, though. <laughs> but, like, Albedo was just like, you're alright. It's alright. <laughs> yeah, but also, I also find funny how, like, because the first time he does appear in tree. I think it's, isn't it that time whenever he's with the, like, I think they encounter either Voyager or someone else into that platform cavern thingy. <laughs> Just like at the beginning of the game, you have this kind of platform of land that appeared and they got, they went into their... Uh, oh, the floating landmass. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think that's, I think that's where, uh, I think that's where they kind of encounter, like, one of the testament I can't. No, I think it was. 
I think it was uh, the Blue Testament, wasn't it? Virgil, yeah. Yeah. So he appears, and then I think it's Albedo that just come in and say, like, uh, playtime's over, we need to leave or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just have Jared be like, Albedo, is that you? And he just never replies. I'm like, you're such a troll. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, just leave Junior hanging there and being like, "Is it? Is it you? Is it you?" <laughs> and then, like, just later on, "Oh, I knew it was you." <laughs> just kind of thing. <laughs> the same kind of scene where we learn that Junior knows ancient Aramaic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like how. It's like I mean, he 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 does like books. He just read all the books, including yeah, those, that's true. Yeah, I was just like, how do you know that? <laughs> Don't you know that books are awesome? <laughs> Read a book. They're good for you. Which reminds me of that scene in 2 where, like, <laughs> he just has all of these books because he's fanboying over, like, Jim's library and being like, oh my god, all these books, it's amazing! Oh my god, Chaos, look! Oh. <laughs> and Chaos just like, maybe you should put them back and come back later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's just so cute and funny, <laughs> but at the same time, just like it's just just that whenever he gets these moments of like fanboying completely, you're just so adorable. <laughs> like when he fanboyed whenever it won, like he received that gun from Canyon. <laughs> it just oh, went yeah, like, oh yes, that, that model doing this, this, and that, blah 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 blah, blah and just kept talking about it and being like completely. Ah! <laughs> The whole gun thing was so funny to me. Like, I don't know. He's just like this little. He's like this little kid, or he looks like a little kid, and he's got guns. I did read something. Oh, oh yeah. I think it was from a translation of some difference in one and two. Uh, mm-hmm. That apparently, like Ganyan basically fought over with uh, Mary to kind of have this gun for Junior. But Gaiden won the bet. <laughs> oh. Anyways, I read that verse. So I'm like, I find this interesting. But some of them just like, oh, poor Mary. I'm sure she wanted to just give something to Junior too. Just so. <laughs> but uh, I... yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I it it's not important. But I was just like always wondered like the relationship between Gaiden, Mary, and Shelley. Yeah. Oh, there's a very suggested relationship, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think originally didn't he, they like rescue Mary and Shelley because they were being like experimented on or something like that? Uh, yeah, actually, there. Um, hold on, I did, I did see something about that earlier because I was looking back into some information. Which I think, it, I mean, it's interesting to note that they are basically a, a reference to the to, to yeah. writer Mary Shelley that was Frankenstein. Yeah, there there were the, basically uh, there were basically some of the people that had like artificial modification to their bodies and stuff like that. They were mutants, right? Yeah, they were yeah. mutants, basically. So I don't know. See, how come I can remember that little detail, but I can't remember like the big stuff, like about. <laughs> Like Junior and the Milshin conflict <laughs> drives me nuts. Yeah, because yeah, 
It was just interesting because like, you like I think there was a scene in episode one where like Mary and Shelley were like sleeping in like Guinan's bed. So it was like mm. Yeah, they're always like clinging to Ganyan, like, oh my Sir Ganyan. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I see also how uh Mary is basically very close to Junior because she's always like, Oh little master and she's always like behind him or like trying to give him hugs and stuff because <laughs> She probably thinks he's so adorable or something. <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah, we totally forgot something important though and two. The dog. Al- oh. oh well yeah. Like, after no. yeah, right after Albedo was killed. Look, Junior it's a got a dog, dog called has- Albi. Albi. And it has, yeah, it has purple, purple eyes and white fur, totally unrelated to Albino. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're doing this on purpose, because that dog is like the most hideous thing I've ever seen in my life. Aww. Oh, he's cute. Oh, I, I think he was cute, though. I don't... Uh, I, in like a rat kind of way? Maybe? <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't really in, like I remember there was a side quest in episode three for Albie, and I don't remember much else. Oh, oh boy, three. I yeah. don't fully remember that, to be honest. But they, get, they get whisked away into the, um, what is it? The, oh, the, like the, the, the simulator? The, the jump, the... yeah, the, it's basically the, not the Encephalon. The minigame? Oh. No, is it the human? No. It's not like called the human simulator yeah. or something, is it? Yeah, it's something. It's just where you can go back to like previous dungeons. Yeah, that's I forgot what it, it was called. I forgot what it was called. Well, yeah. it is it is the Encephalon, though. I think they're using for that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Albie or Albie just wanders into it, and you have to track him down. Yeah, the Durandal. Like somebody should have kept him locked away. <laughs> like, how can a dog access the? I mean, you, you, the dog can. Well, it's a consciousness, so it, it managed to like connect <laughs> to it. I guess. I guess. Being like, where am I now? <laughs> Just going around. <laughs> it could have been like, you know, like a cute dog, like a like a lab or ow, oh. something. I don't know. I feel bad because I've never liked Alfie, but yeah. But anyways, <laughs> he exists. <laughs> He exists and appeared like right after Albedo left. Uh, well, was left for ima- dead, kind of. But yeah. You know what? I can I can imagine like a scene where like uh, like when uh, Junior realizes Albedo's alive, just him holding Albedo is like Albedo, and he just tosses the dog away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throws the dog away. Just like I don't need you anymore. I have the real thing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> But technically, he does. <laughs> yeah, he leaves him. He leaves him with uh, Bobo and Ziggy and Co. at oh, the end of three. Right. Oh yeah, he d- because oh now he does. Because now he has he does leave the dog behind. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, because that was hit. That was Junior's dog. Is like, oh, I have Albedo now. I don't need this dog anymore. Here you go, Momo. Oh, Here you go, Momo. Oh, you can my keep my dog as a memory of me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <just> so funny. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess we could uh, mention how. Yeah, I mean. So I guess we can go imp- back to uh, some stuff in tree, 
Zelda. Yeah, I mean, the last kind of important, well, I mean, we they do have that confrontation with Yuria. That's probably, like, the biggest kind of a... Oof, yeah. Yeah. Like, the final moment that... But basically... Um, yeah, basically, Yuriev, though, he, he thought a lot of things, and I guess, yeah, that's the thing. He, he, wanted, he wanted to have, basically, um, Omega and, like, basically control, like, control a bit like a god would have, so that you would not have to fear god, from what I understood. But... Yeah, well, he got... Yeah, he gained control of both, like, two of, like, I mean, well... Yeah, Both he, of Udu's, he, like, he uh, got Omega uh, and the uh, Faye lookalike. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh well, yeah. Oh, yeah, he had access to, was it the three? Uh, no. What am I trying to think? I don't know. The things that connect Udu to the physical plane. So he had Abel. Yeah. Uh, Abel and Omega. Abel Arc. And... The only thing that he was missing at one point was the simulators, but they were saved into the Durandal, which he could get at any time because he had Gadget's body. Well, he uh, didn't. Sellers made that like that artificial Zohar. Yeah, the artificial they... ones, but he did. He did get this the original too, because it was. I think it was connected. Well, it got connected to the Omega at some point, but. I think it's mostly the one, but yeah, it's when the Abel, Abel Heart came out, like, it was, mm -hmm. it pretty much resurfaced because of that, because it was absorbed by the Abel Heart getting at the end of 2. And then whenever that came back, well, the Zohar was basically still inside. Well, it's interesting that, like, Yuriev tried to kill Udu with Udu. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> well, at that point, I think he was more, uh, Drunk with the power himself because yeah, it's like basically, a rock, paper, scissors fight. I don't think it's gonna work out <laughs> if you use the same thing. <laughs> paper against paper. fighting fire with fire. But yeah, basically, yes. you use uh, Ganyan's body to go inside the Durandal and go through all the security with all these people killing pretty much everyone on this path. Which was really sad to me because it was like, but I love the Durandal. <laughs> oh, that, that, that was the most devastating thing. Yeah, going through and Abel's then, arc and then just like, seeing a torn apart uh, Durandal in the background. Oh yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, then he gets to the bridge and he pretty much like shoots Mary and take over control and pretty much tell them to tell him the information he needs to get to the Zor emulators. And Citrine does the one thing that she does in a cutscene. But also the group wasn't there because there were it was basically his plan to make so they would go away to the the song of Nephilim that had appeared again, only to find out that Severus was <coughs> sorry, voice cut. Severus was only um buying some time for him to get into Durandal. And they had no time to prepare, so they basically got wiped out pretty much. Except for a few people inside the ship. So, yeah. And then the group comes back as quickly as they can, but it was basically too late. And just just the entrance, like, that ceiling, just, it's just so impactful. Because right off as you enter, like, you already see, like, at least, I checked, I'm not sure, like, I think in the English version we would not see the blood at all. But whenever I re-looked at the cutscenes with, like, the Japanese image... 
there was like blood everywhere. I was just like, oh crap, mm-hmm. this is so dark. I'm like, Ugh. and yeah, you could you could sense that Junior was really like upset, but he was trying to keep school to like save the few that were still alive, basically. But yeah, I just I was just so sad for him because it's like, man, this is like this is like your ship. It's like, oh my god, just and that ship is just so pretty. So I'm just like. Just so sad to see that the ship was falling. You're just like, no. The only more like devastating ship to lose if we lost a ship would have been the Elsa, probably. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Though it, it had a few moments where uh, it was a close one, <laughs> but yeah. Thankfully, we did not lose this one. <laughs> yeah. But still, the Durandal was a big, big loss, and but they still managed to like. Uh, Save Mary, Shelley, Yuli, Kanan. I'm not sure if there was other people in the ship. Maybe a few others. Not sure. A lot of a lot of nameless people got shot. Yeah. But but and also just uh, I don't remember but... gameplay wise if there was other NPCs that were still alive that we saved because it's been uh-huh. such a long time that I don't really remember that, but I know cutscene-wise, the ones that I've mentioned are pretty much it, I think. Yeah. But, and, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and then while that was going down, it was actually, uh, they were on the, the Merkaba, and uh, oh, yeah. All that. But, yeah, because uh, Sellers basically distracted them, which I... <laughs> I thought something was to feel it, but it was Merkaba, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, oh no, it's up. okay. It just it just reminds me of like how Sellers just kind of like fades out of the story, and yeah. that was like like aha, that's my last thing to do is just distract you guys. Bye. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna float away in my <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, but bye, Sellers. Never see you again. But huh, okay. <clears throat> well, it was still a, a pretty much like a sort of plot engine kind of thing because he, he did work on some things that did like help the plum go further and he was kind of oh, maybe yeah. the, the rival of Mizrahi and stuff like that right. but yeah just yeah. like that that was like the last scene he was in and he just didn't like mm. yeah he, he was pretty much like hi bye like, <laughs> yeah he's just he ended up just being like a cog in the big yeah picture. yeah basically yeah. Okay. Um, and then yeah so then from there the the fight with Yuriev um Basically, uh, Albedo and Junior like started up their link just like they did fourteen. Yeah, well, that that's a bit further though because before that they do after saving the people they do get to uh, the Zohar room and like they pretty much see Yuri up there and like Junior is just like give back Ganyan, damn it, because <laughs> he wants Ganyan back, but is that it's just like nope. Not giving it back. Bye. Assaults us with his amazing voice acting. Remember your great father. She's the console again. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, Yuri yeah. had great voice acting. Yeah, he did. He did for sure. But yeah, I think from there he just like pretty much goes in, shoots the control, so they can't do much, and he goes and steal all of the Zoar emulators and go to Abel's Ark. And then they're just like, well, I guess we have to, like, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also because I think at that point, 
I think they knew that the Durando was already kind of pulled toward the Ark and it was kind of dangerous. So they had to go back to the Elsa. And I think that's when uh, Doc Doctus? Question mark? Uh, oh, Doctus. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Like, that's when she gave them uh, something to assess the Ark because they needed a sort of teleportation thing that would go against the UMN standard stuff. So it's basically an illegal teleporting. <laughs> so they use that to go inside. And that's where basically the confrontation with Omega and Yuriev and all that stuff kind of happened. But we were also we breaking the... all of the emulators on the way there. Yeah, we got the awesome song God Sib out of that fight with Yuriev. Yeah, because basically the Able Arc was basically... Destroying a bunch of things through its signal with the Zohars, and just like, yeah, they were trying to stop that. But then, like, whenever we, I think it's after we fight Omega, that's when he kind of like try and fuse with it, or was it before? I don't, I don't remember. Does he fuse before that or after? Because I know there's kind of like. I'm not I want to say after. Yeah, I, I think but... it's after within the cutscenes. He kind of tries to fuse with that and keep like coming in and out of, of the robot, which I think was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just well, the animation looked yeah, really weird. Like, like the... his model was just like halfway in, hanging out of the robot. It's just like the robot just pooped him out. It was like, can you feel it... the power? <laughs> this is the power of God, <laughs> kind of thing. But. Yeah, he was just going crazy because of Tudu and all that shit. And that's when Albedo, <laughs> Albedo just caves in and just be like, man, you're drunk with the power, whatever. But I understand completely because I was drunk with the power back then, too. <laughs> but yeah, that's where Albedo just tried to talk to Gaiden. And yeah, it's just... Ugh. And then um, I think with I think that's where, yeah, that's pretty much where um, him and Junior kind of links to try and free Yuriev uh -huh. slash Gaida's body out of, without of Udu, but that would yeah. cause that would cause the the body the body to pretty much like disappear or something, and. I think that's when, yeah. like, they try to say, like, uh, move your consciousness to Junior or something, but then he went, like, yeah. nope, and he's just, like, pushed Albedo out. Yeah, oh. Albedo was gonna <laughs> sacrifice himself and let Guinan go with Junior, but Guinan basically <laughs> said, nope. <laughs> nope, I'm, you're, not like, you're not sacrificing yourself, I'll, I'll like... Just push you out of the way to Junior and bye. <laughs> and yeah, that's where it was basically, yeah. Even though it was basically what Alvito wanted the entire time. Yeah, but, but that that's why kinda, that's why kind of nice that. Yeah, sorry. Like he, oh no, I'm sorry. But yeah, it's like he basically says he hates Negredo, but that that moment where he was gonna basically self-sacrifice himself was kind of yeah showed how Albedo had changed. Yeah, but that's that's basically where he pretty much like uh yeah, you pretty much went like well, that's what you wanted, I think, all this time and just push him there and that's where we kinda see the scene with like the wannabe adult junior kind of thing. It just mm -hmm. it's just like so interesting. But 
yeah, later on, like, after that, later on, like, you you do hear the fact that, oh, Albedo is kind of still with a junior talking a bit, but then he goes to sleep. Yeah, he goes dormant. Yeah, but he, he feels like, Albedo feels like he's at peace now because he's with Junior and he's just like, oh, this is nice. I'll go to sleep for a bit. I'm tired. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I think, right. I think that covers yeah. pretty much everything since we already talked about the dog being abandoned behind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have Albedo now. Throws dog away. Yeah. Yeah. Because afterwards, yeah, it's so... mostly the arc of, like, uh, Shion and all that stuff, so we just doesn't really cover much of the RTV arc afterwards. It pretty much ends with that part, so... Yeah. yeah. So, that's yeah, the RTV story. Yep, that has been the URTV story. Um, I Yeah, I think that's probably a, a good stopping point for us. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we can always revisit... Um, the characters again in the, in the future, especially Albedo. I think they should get, yeah, I think they should get their individual episodes. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty good. I know Citrine would be kind of difficult to have her own episode, but yeah. yeah. Maybe we're going to mix her with someone else. Oh, all the unimportant characters that got like very little screen time. So her, Orgulla, Rich and, Richard mm. and Herman. Yeah, we could or, just have a, like a bunch of like episodes where characters were just like shooed to the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, like cut stuff basically. Or... Okay, this I might have to write this idea down. Yeah, just all these characters that deserve more screen time. <laughs> yeah, that could be an idea for like. I mean, since it's all characters that deserve more screen time and barely have any, like we could have an episode like toward the series, I guess. Because I mean. They all have such little exposure that we could cover multiples. Yeah, because I think that like with Richard and Herman, they're after. Well, I think maybe after Orgella died too, they like did not have like a follow up cutscene. It was just like, oh, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, that has been Zeno Chat and our discussion on URTVs. Um, let's kind of go around and close up house a little bit um is there any like uh social media or projects you want to share uh we'll start with justin all right so um i don't have a date quite yet but i do plan on hosting my short and sweet rpgs worth your time panel over in um oaks pa at too many games it's a really good convention a lot of vendors and people will be there selling video games. If you're really into retro games, this is a great place to go to. There's a lot of really nice people there. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I'll be hosting a panel there. Oh, it's in uh, um, Pennsylvania? Yeah. Ooh. Right outside of uh, Philly. Okay. Yes, I'll be there. That's in June, I believe. I think it's, like, end of June. Okay, nice. But, yeah, that's probably the only new thing that I have up and coming that's really noteworthy, other than just... Check out OperationRainfall.com for any kind of articles that I put out. I am still writing some stuff, some impression pieces from some games I played recently. Nice. So, yeah, be on the lookout for those or any of the kind of reviews that we have. We, we always have stuff out pretty much every day. So, yeah, check us out there. Okay. All right. Uh, how about Mary? Um, 
I have a convention coming soon, and I'm probably going to disappear from the face of the earth because Cosmic Rush. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, my next convention is basically Anime Nord, which is in Toronto at the end of May. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm planning on bringing Margie there if it works out. <laughs> Just nice. I still don't know which day I'll wear her though, but I'd say like you can follow me on either of my cosplay pages and I'll probably post like the actual lineup in order, like in sometime whenever I decide the full order. I do know that I wanna do uh Vice from Skies of Arcadia on Saturday. But I'm still not sure about the other two cosplays, like how I wanna swap it or not, so I'm just mm-hmm. I'm gonna look into it, but yeah. I'm also planning on Vice from Skies of Arcadia, which is a pretty rare character to see in cosplay. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, awesome. But it's also because Anime Nord is kind of like, uh, it's a convention where you have a lot of buildings spread out and a lot of people are walking outside. So it's just like, I really want to like do Vice and like, because I do like the character, but also it was like, I want to have a flag with me and just walk around <laughs> with a flag because it's a windy just convention. Waving the pirate flag. <laughs> It's a windy convention, so it's just like so perfect for a flag. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's about it for like the closest stuff. But like later this summer, I also have uh, Montreal Comic Con, and that's in July, and um, Otakaton that's in August. So that's pretty much my closest like upcoming conventions and. In Otakton, I'm also going to have my friend who's going to join me back as Bart on the Friday. And I'm supposed to still have possibly Ellie and Faye, but we're still unsure because they're staffing and it's kind of a bit complicated. So Mm. it might get pushed up to another year. I'm not quite sure, but they were interested in joining. Just some complication happened with the group, so I'm not quite sure yet. But I know for sure that Bart is going to join me again. And this time I'm going to have the full costume there. So, yeah, look forward to it. Nice. All right, David? Uh, I don't have any projects, but uh, I need to apologize because I had a New Year's resolution to be less wrong. And I think I failed. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) No. Oh, it's all right, though. (laughs) Things are good. (laughs) <laughs> all right um well um so i would probably by the time this is this episode's published i i should be okay but um i'm actually a guest on a, a rpg fans uh podcast um we recorded last weekend but i'm sure the episode will be out it's, it's gonna be out sometime in may but it, i've part of their uh retro encounter podcast where we basically play an old game and kind of discuss our progress in it and i played chrono cross with um some of the people from rpg fans so that that's kind of what i've been up to it was pretty interesting times i still haven't beaten chrono cross yet i need to beat it before we record our second round of that episode but yeah that's uh yes uh, I kind of want to just go back to Japan just because I know in November they're having that concert. And I'm like, uh, yeah, the music of Chrono Cross is just so godly. Just oh my god! Oh, the music—it's—it's it's one of Mitsuda's best soundtracks. I—it's—it's it's just so good. 
Yeah, hands down, that soundtrack is unbelievable. I've heard that soundtrack, and I haven't even played the game, and I know that's true. Oh, man. You don't have to play the game, just (laughs) Just listen listen to the the music. It's so good. It's one of those things where it's like, come for the game, stay for the music. Yeah, because that's like modern game culture now. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you all of you for joining me today. I really appreciate that, especially with it being Easter. I appreciate you being here. Um, so yeah, that's been Zeno Chat, and um, I haven't decided what the next episode will be. Might be queer theory, or might be something else. Or I don't know if I'll do another poll or what. Um, but yeah. Um, once again, I'm sorry for how erratic the schedule is, but. Yeah, that's it. So uh, thank you all for listening and have a good night. Night. See ya. Take care.